bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Good afternoon, good afternoon, Truth Nation. Obviously, this is not Dr. Ken Harris. This is your girl, DT, from Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. I am guest hosting today for Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. Let's get right to it. For those who are part of Truth Nation, who have been listening to our station all day, you already know what we're about to talk about. Let's continue and let's get right to it. The Milwaukee Common Council has approved a 2% sales tax increase to avoid a financial crisis. And when I think about the word, so for y'all that don't know me, first of all, thank you for tuning in. I am big on words. I am the effective communication coach. And I oftentimes am told, Denise, you get so caught up in words, but it's necessary. Your voice, Truth Nation, is valuable, and it deserves to be heard. And here at The Truth, we want to make sure that however you are feeling, based on this outcome, that you are heard. Because I can't remember the last time, and I've lived in Milwaukee for 20 years. I moved in Milwaukee in 2003. And I can't remember a time where sales tax was increased. I want to focus in on the word financial crisis. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to my money, and for the record, I know exactly what it feels like to be broke, and I know exactly what it feels like to be comfortable, monetarily comfortable. And I don't like being broke. As a matter of fact, it sucks. And so when I hear the term that the sales tax increase was implemented or will be implemented effective January 1st, 2024, 
to avoid a financial crisis. How did we get here? That's a big word, Truth Nation. Crisis, that's a big word. Now, before we get into the sales tax increase and who voted yes and who voted no, the definition of the word crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. I'm going to repeat that for those in the back that didn't hear the definition of the word crisis. The definition of the word crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Now, Truth Nation, the Truth Talking Text Line is 833-212-1017. Shout out to Wesley who just said, what? Two hours of Miss DT. My prayers have come true. Love you, Wesley. Thank you for that. Now, let's let's keep it real. And I'm, I'm Truth Nation. So because it's four o'clock, I'm a whole lot different than I am at 7 a.m. in the morning. I got energy. My brain has been functioning. I just left the gym. Let's get into it. I'm going to keep it real gangster. As a black person in not only America, in the state of Wisconsin, and in the city of Milwaukee, when have we not been in a crisis? Please help me understand, how did we get to the point of where now, now, y'all, in 2023, we're using the term financial crisis? How did we get here? Because what, what hurts my heart is that over the past two and three years, I've seen and read stories about babies, babies, y'all, that didn't ask to be here being killed. I drive around the city of Milwaukee and I see cranes in the sky and all these real estate developers that come from the East Coast and the West Coast on their private jets. And they see this lucrative opportunity to build real estate and, and these high rises that will average about $1.2 million in a city where the median income is around $40,000. Are y'all with me on this? And so how is it that we all of a sudden now with all these cranes in the sky, the Republican National Convention will be hosted by Milwaukee next, next year. We've built an entire entertainment district in this city. And I'm, I'm not being rhetorical. I am asking y'all, how did all of a sudden we get into a financial crisis where we are saying things like, if we don't raise the taxes, this city could go bankrupt. When I'm seeing everything in downtown Milwaukee contradict that. Now, Earlier today, the Milwaukee Common Council voted 12 to 3 to approve the higher sales tax. That was two more than two-thirds of the majority. So as of January 1st, 2024, the sales tax in Milwaukee will go up two cents per dollar next year. How are you feeling about this? Now, I know my brother Tori Lowe was talking about this and we're going to continue to have this conversation because here at truth nation this is milwaukee black talk radio 
And for many of us as black folks in this country, we are already dealing with narratives like, oh, yeah, your race can't be considered anymore. We're going to remove DE&I from programs. We're going to remove the race factor from when we decide whether or not your child can be admitted to this predominantly white institution of higher learning. Oh, yes, we're going to make sure that we dismiss reparation for a community that said, you know what, we'll build our own. And I'm talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Greenwood neighborhood. We'll, we'll just burn it down. We'll lynch. We'll, we'll kill people. We'll burn down the banks that you built. And then we'll dismiss the lawsuit that three of the survivors, by the way, between the ages of 102 to 109, got up, y'all. I don't know about y'all. I don't know what it's like to be 100 years old. I pray that God blesses me with longevity. But for these three survivors that were part of the community, the black community, that said, okay, you don't want to give us ours, we'll build our own, and then to have it burnt down? What is the state of black people in this country? What is the state of black people in this state of Wisconsin? Latanya Johnson, who I respect, because any black woman in this country who dedicates her leadership to serving her community in an environment that sees us as subservient, as the help, as sexual objects. You got President Joe Biden cussing out his aides every day. You got people during the, the State of the Union address by President Barack Obama yelling out, you're a liar. You lie. And Senator Latanya Johnson, Democrat out of Milwaukee, in the midst of her passionate dedication to making sure that we all have access, that we all are protected, is chastised like a three-year-old by the president of the Senate of Wisconsin and ending the condensation with, now we move on. This black Wisconsin, this black Milwaukee, this black America is what we're facing. And I don't mean to, to perpetuate fear or anger, but if that's how you feel, I want to be clear to let you know that that is valid. Now, for those, and I hope this is everybody who's listening, for those that exercise their right to vote at both the local, state, and national level, let me just tell y'all who voted no against the 2% sales tax increase. Andrea Pratt voted no. And these are common council members of the city of Milwaukee. Mark Chambers Jr. voted no. Malele Coggs voted no. These are individuals that serve on our common council that voted against approving the 2% increase. Now, for me, it is what it is. It is what it is. So now the question is, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Because, and, and let me just put my disclaimer out, y'all. I love my brother Sherwin Hughes. I love my brother Tory Lowe. 
Sherwin Hughes has a background and is very knowledgeable when it regards legislation. Tory Lowe, I love him so much because he is one of our leaders that fight the fight. He leverages his voice and he is walking the walk and talking the talk. So I say that to say this, I'm not as connected as they are. But as someone who's lived in Milwaukee for 20 years, as someone who's been black in this country for 47 years, I, I just need you to keep it real with me because I'm a taxpaying law-abiding citizen. I just need you to keep it 100. What does this mean? Because when you say things like this is going to avoid putting Milwaukee in a financial crisis, black folks, <laughs> we're like, it's Tuesday for us. I don't need to wake up in the morning and fear that when I send my children to school, that they may not come home the same way that they left. I don't need to live in a city where when I wake up, I got to make decisions like, huh, do I want to go to Summerfest? Will there be someone who is targeting people of color and shoot all the black? I mean, again, I don't want to perpetuate fear, but these are the realities that I feel when you use the word crisis. And it's a word that resonates with especially black folks because the fact that our ancestors were kidnapped, human trafficked, raped, and of course the foundation of who we are as human beings, our family, we were, we were divided. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever experienced having your children taken from you and they scream, mama, where are you? Daddy, where are you? These are crises that have been embedded in our DNA as black Americans from the time that we crossed the, the, the transatlantic enslavement. We crossed the Atlantic Ocean and came to what is now the country that we built, the United States of America. And you want to talk about financial crisis? When we come back from break, y'all, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate your input. Keep calling. Keep texting. Your voice is valuable. It deserves to be heard. This is your girl, DT, guest hosting for our brother, Dr. Ken Harris. We will be back. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Okay. Love CC on a beat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where the f should I really even start? I got. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. This is your girl, DT, from Truth Be Told in the Mornings with DT and Telly. I'm so excited and happy to be guest hosting for Dr. Ken. Truth Nation, we want you to join us for our free and open to the public Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Riverside University High School in Milwaukee. Shout out to Riverside! 
We are bringing the community together for a free family festival that will have something for everyone. There will be live music, spoken word, delicious food, healthcare resources, and free giveaways. We cannot wait to see each of you on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for our Truth Family Fest. The Truth Family Fest will be sponsored by Ascension Wisconsin and Educators Credit Union. If you're just tuning in, thank you so much. We are coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. We are continuing to have the discussion regarding the Milwaukee Common Council approving the 2% sales increase which took place today. On the Truth Talk and text line, we've been getting a lot of good feedback, good input. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Now, I do want to address one particular listener who said, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are a racist, you know. Whoever that is, if you're still listening, first, let me just thank you for tuning in. Number two, what you use to describe me does not matter to me. That's the first thing. Number three, since you are in the business of declaring that I'm a racist, let me educate you on the definition of the word racism. Racism in the form of a noun is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual community or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular race, racial or ethnic group, typically one that is minority or marginalized. I need you for whoever was that person who wants to hide behind their phone number and call me a racist. First of all, I need you to understand the difference between racist and bigotry. Racism has everything to do with power. And the last time I checked as a black woman in this country, I have no power to be a racist. Now, I could be a bigot. I can say, which I don't believe in, as a woman of God and as a woman who loves all people that love me. I cannot be a racist, but I could be a bigot. I could say, I don't like white people. Or I could say, I don't like Hispanic or Latin people. I just don't like anybody who's different outside of my race. That's bigotry. But see, the, the, the thing that you want to do is because I am educated and I have an opinion and you're not used to seeing or hearing people like me being a black woman that are educated, that are intellectual, that have an opinion and aren't afraid to use it. You want to throw words like you're racist. Let me tell you something right now, keyboard courage, because I noticed you text, but you didn't say what your name was. Call the Truth and Talk text line, which is 833-212-1017, and explain to me how you base my valid Thoughts, perspectives, and opinions to equate to being a racist, which I have no power to do in this country. I literally can, on this radio show, which I do not believe, as a human being, I love everybody. I give people the same energy they give me. You give me disrespect, I give you disrespect. You give me love, I give you love. Tell me how this little black girl from Evansville, Indiana, who is often, before I even open my mouth to speak, objectified, and I'll use the words of, of the great late Malcolm X. The black woman is the most disrespected, oppressed, and disregarded species on earth. And you want to call me a racist because I'm intelligent? Call the Truth Talking text line. 833-212-1017. And let me know what you're basing that disgusting description of me. 
I know you don't like the fact that I'm intelligent because I'm a black woman, but guess what? I am. So you can call me whatever name you want to call me. I'm still here. No weapon formed against me. Keyboard courage shall prosper. Anywho, Truth Nation, thank you all so much again for tuning in to Truth in the Afternoons with Dr. Ken Harris. I am honored to be your guest host, DT, from the Truth Be Told show, which airs every weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. with our brother, Telly Hughes. On the Truth Talking text line, CR Note says, DT, it's a play on words, crisis BS. We have no real and savvy leadership. 2024 elections should be very interesting. CR Note, I completely agree with you in terms of the 2024 elections will be real interesting. And I hope, I hope that we as a community, that we as a people of black voters, I hope that we don't go to the polls and just because we see a certain letter, that actually is the same letter that my name starts with, <laughs> that we just hit vote. Remember, y'all, they know the power that we have when it comes to voting. They know we show up. And they're trying to redistrict, redline. They're trying to make sure that they come up with all these legislations that will prevent us from using our right to vote. So CR Note, I appreciate you saying that because, again, any election, and as we can see, even at a local standpoint, if you don't vote, if you don't hold your elected officials accountable, it, now it is what it is. Now, I'm going to read a quote from Mayor Cavalier Johnson, which he released today in a printed statement in response to the Common Council voting for the 2% sales tax increase, which will take effect in January of 2024. And I quote, in taking this action, the council has protected Milwaukee and its residents from unimaginable cuts to library and public safety services. We have reached a turning point in the history of Milwaukee's municipal finances. This is certainly the most significant change in how city services are funded in more than a century. My question, Truth Nation, is because on the Tory Lowe show, shout out to my brother Tory Lowe, there were a number of us that expressed our disappointment in the Common Council majority vote approving the sales tax. Is there anybody, anybody that's listening that is in favor? Because obviously the majority of the Common Council was in favor of the sales tax. Anybody who's listening that would be so kind to call or text. And again, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Why do you feel that this sales tax is necessary? And, and, and here's the deal. Truth Nation, I'm in no business to condone or to advocate against however you feel is how you feel. I'm all about just making sure you vote. So we come back, hit us up. We got a lot of folks calling in. We got a lot of folks texting. We're going to hear from you because, again, your voice is valuable. It deserves to be heard. Are you for the sales tax increase? 833-212-1017. This is Truth in the Afternoons with Dr. Ken Harris, your guest host, DT. We will be back. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I know. 
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody ever seen. Do it. Hey, you are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. This is your girl DT from Truth Be Told with DT and Telly in the mornings every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. It is my absolute pleasure to be with each of you, Truth Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your listenership. Join the 1017 The Truth Street team this Saturday from noon to 8 p.m. for the Garfield Days Jazz, Blues, and Arts Festival located between Garfield Avenue and Bell Phillips Avenue from 4th Street to 7th Street. This amazing neighborhood celebration features a youth talent show outstanding stages of live music and a variety of entertainment for the whole family to enjoy our very own truth street team will be in full effect as we will be handing out truth swag to all of our fans who come out for an enjoyable evening we thank you so much the 1017 the truth street team is sponsored by uw credit union here for every you if you're just tuning in we've been talking about the milwaukee common council has approved a 2% sales tax increase, which will take effect January 1st of 2024. Side note, y'all, not to make light of this, but you know, every now and then we need to laugh just to keep from crying. All my shoppers out there, get all your stuff shipped before January 1st, because you know how we do. We know we go to Chicago, we get our shop on, and we get to the counter. We're like, ah, ah, ah. I need to have this shipped to my Milwaukee address because in Milwaukee, my sales tax is only 5.6. So don't be applying that Chicago double-digit sales tax. Well, looks like we ain't too far from that, y'all. On the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, we've got a lot of listeners texting, calling in. I'm just going to read through a few of these. We also have someone who is for the sales tax increase. They say if increasing the sales tax means no paramedic and fireman cuts, then I'm all for it. I'm in favor of it because we don't need any emergency care shortages. Uh, Security Mike on the Truth Talking text line says, don't let that upset you, young lady, because that's what racists say and call us racist to explain their racistness. (laughs) Eddie And all those like that last caller, instead of getting to know a person, but just hate anyway, Security Mike. Thank you, Security Mike. You know what? I wouldn't even give that keyboard courage person my anger. I wouldn't even give them that power. But what I will do, Security Mike, and thank you again for your support, is remind those that want to throw that word out. Because, again, as the effective communication coach, I'm big on words. Like, you know, people are so quick to say, you attacked me. You bullied me. You made you made me feel unsafe. Stop it. Stop it. Because those words, especially when you're using those words against people of color, in particular black people. See, you, you can say I was attacked. I was bullied. And the world will stop. Especially when you're accusing someone of color like me as a black woman. I don't have 
that ability to start crying and the world stops. I just don't. Matter of fact, I can tell you right now, there's been plenty of times where I had to go into the bathroom stall and just start crying, knowing that I was a victim, but I couldn't say it because I know the world wouldn't stop for me like others. So Security Mike, again, thank you so much for your love. I appreciate you, brother. I don't give people like that because that's ignorance. You going to tell a black woman in America that she's racist? <laughs> it's actually, Security Mike, pretty hilarious. And, and before we go back to the 2% sales tax increase, for those that don't know, black women, regardless of how you feel about us, we are the moral compass of this country. Yes, I said it. Because everything that you do, that you benefit from, more than likely came from us. I said it. I sure did. And I said it with conviction and confidence. Black women are the most oppressed, disregarded, underappreciated species on earth. But, but I'm a racist. Okay, keyboard courage. Moving on. And again, thank you, Brother Security Mike. I always love brothers that have my back because I sure have yours. Ain't nothing like a black man. Y'all get on my last nerve, but ain't nothing like y'all. I'm ride or die with y'all, no matter what. Love me some black men. Anywho, going back to our subject matter at hand. Truth Nation, how are you feeling? The sales tax is about to go up 2% per dollar as of 2024 and the rationale or justification in this decision in particular for those city leaders excuse me who pushed for the approval of the higher sales tax said that if we did not have a sales tax increase there would be deep cuts to core services in this city of Milwaukee including police and fire protection now the opponents which I identified earlier, Alderman Chambers, Alderwoman Pratt, and Alderwoman Coggs objected because there appears to be strings attached from their lens to additional state funding, including curbing the spending on DE&I, diversity, equity, inclusion efforts. Now, I know we had a caller during Tory's show that asked, what exactly does that mean? Well, let me provide you some insight because not just Wisconsin, y'all, but there are a number of states that are highly populated. This is what gets me, y'all. These states that are voting against and saying, let's remove race as a factor with making decisions on employment and college admission. What's so ironic, what's so crazy, Truth Nation, is that most of these states are majority people of color. What does that tell you? Now, to answer the question, what does that mean when you read or hear the removal of DE&I initiatives, programs, and hiring? And y'all, I'm going to give you first the textbook, or as we call the formal politically correct rationale, and then I'm going to give you my personal opinion on what that means. So there are a lot of states in this country that have issued at the legislation all the way up to the governor 
that have issued letters regarding the state's DE&I policies. And they are demanding and mandating that colleges, universities, and even employers review their employment admission practices and make sure that they are no longer using DEI policies to ensure that traditionally marginalized groups have an opportunity. One state in particular, I'll give you an example. And, and let me just say this, Truth Nation, this did not come from anyone in the state of Wisconsin. But to give you an example of the narrative that elected officials are using when they send out these memos, pausing DEI policies, sound like this. Quote, and this comes from the state of Texas. Given the clear legislative focus, we have paused any new DEI policies on our campuses and have asked for reports on current policies on our campuses. This will give our board a chance to review the various policies system-wide. We will continue to ensure that all walks of life are served by our institutions. We believe that serving can be accomplished best by recruiting the brightest and most qualified students, faculty, and staff based on merit and not by race. Now, again, don't shoot the messenger. That's just the type of narrative that is going out from top state-level officials rationalizing why DE&I policies can no longer take place. As a matter of fact, not only can it no longer take place, but it will be viewed as illegal if you base, support, institute, or have any type of of DEI initiatives or policies. What is the underlying message that you take from that? I'll give you mine. Well, first, let me just remind each of us that diversity, equity, inclusion was used to develop and provide guidance across employers, government offices, including the city of Milwaukee and college campuses. Are y'all ready for this, Truth Nation? to increase, are you ready for this? Representation and foster an environment that emphasizes, are you ready for this? Fair treatment to groups of humans that have historically faced discrimination. What, what does that mean? Who does that include? You got it, black folks. I am an advocate of the LGBTQ community. I'm an advocate of people with disabilities. I'm an advocate for any human being on this earth that has faced discrimination and unfair treatment. That is what I have personally take, taken upon as part of being a leader in this community, in this state, in this country, and in this world. When we come back from break, Truth Nation, let me know how you feel. Your voice is valuable. It deserves to be heard. And the underlying message that these policies and these you know, oh, we don't want to include race. That is reminding us that we don't matter and that we need to get our own. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, your girl DT, guest hosting. Let me know how you feel. We'll be back. 
More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. This is your guest host, DT from Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, which broadcasts live here on 101.7 FM every weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. We're coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. If you're just tuning in, or you have been tuning in, thank you so much. We're obviously talking about the Milwaukee sales tax increase of 2%, which takes effect January of 2024. Stephanie, you are live on The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Kent Harris. What is your question or comment? Um, I was just listening to um, the station, and I'd like to comment on your comment about black women being the moral compass of this nation. Um, yes. Yesterday, your fellow host uh talked about what your mission statement of this radio station is, and the mission statement is to break down stereotypes and generalizations of the black community and the black people in general. So I'm wondering if you could comment on the irony and hypocrisy of the statement that you just made about black women being the moral compass of the United States. Thanks. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your call and listening and your question. First, let me just start with the definition of the word stereotype. Stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. So, for example, when talking about a certain race or gender, Oftentimes, people will say those millennials, they are entitled. They don't know the, the, the work ethic or, hey, those members of the LGBTQA, QIA plus community, they only know how to dress. They're only good for fashion or black women. They're angry. They're sexual objects or white women. They when they cry, the world stops. These are oftentimes generalizations and negative stereotypes that are viewed by a particular category of people. Now. Stephanie, thank you again for your question. As a black woman, I have the right to an opinion. And there was nothing negative about me saying that as a black woman, a black woman who has witnessed her ancestors being treated as subservient, being the ones in the background, being the ones that have been identified as strong black women that have to take care of everybody else, that have been oftentimes regarded as less than, as violent, as angry, not qualified to be leaders, not being hired in the C-suite unless it's an HR position. That as someone who Stephanie has been in that role or in that capacity, I have been a black woman for 47 years and I have every right 
to make a statement about being a black woman in that capacity of being a moral compass for this country. Stephanie, one thing I would also ask you to consider is when the Declaration of Independence was authored July 4th, 1776, it started with the following statement. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now, obviously, the term founding fathers had nothing to do with you, Stephanie, and I'm going to assume that you are a woman. If, I, if you're not, let me know. But as a woman, you were not part of that we. Black people in the country weren't even considered human beings. They were considered subhuman, which, in, which rationalized the enslavement of black people. I would ask you, Stephanie, before you accuse me of making a generalization or a negative stereotype, as a black woman who simply said that in my opinion and based on my experience being a black woman for 47 years that we are the moral compass I would ask you first before coming to me making me to feel I need to defend that statement ask yourself when you look at pop culture when you look at how you have thought about what you were gonna put on today or when you thought about man I wonder when I look in the mirror as a woman, what could help me even look a little bit better? What's the first person or species that you think of? But when you think about leadership, do you think of a black woman? When you think of class and elegance, do you think of a black woman? Stephanie, my question to you also is how many black female friends do you have? And again, this is not a rhetorical question. This is a question that I'm asking you, Stephanie, as a human being, as a woman to woman. Before you come to me and question my valid opinion and my statement, and by the way, Stephanie, I will share with you, sister to sister, human to human, that I was told to my face by a white man, a white man who served this country in the capacity of a CNN correspondent as well as an advisor under the Ford Nixon and Clinton administration looked me in my eye yesterday and said, on behalf of America, this is what he said, Stephanie. And if you want to call me offline, I can give you his name. I'm not going to do that on air. He said, Denise, on behalf of America and behalf of me as a white man, I am so sorry that you have had to be strong every day, that you've had to support others every day, that you've had to be disregarded every day, that you've had to see stories where women like Ajiki Owens can knock on a door and be murdered brutally in front of her four babies and have the, 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 the case dismissed. I'm sorry that you've had to deal with broken families and that the institution of this country have systemically designed legislation so that you can't have a husband or a father in your household and you have to be both the man and the woman. I am sorry for that. And even in the midst of that, you still show up at the polls and you vote. You still go to the, to the work employment and be the, the unseen and the unheard. And for that, for that, Denise, black women are the moral compass of this country. And Stephanie, I also want to ask you, and please feel free to call back in, why were you offended by that statement? I never said white women are terrible, forget white women, I don't like white people. I never said that once. And when I said the comment that as a black woman, we are the moral compass in this country, you immediately were offended. When I have lived, Stephanie, in a society 
where every day I have witnessed white women cry and the world stops. And when I cry, I'm being too much. I'm stirring up trouble. So Stephanie, please help me understand why that positive comment would trigger you to think that I am being negative or stereotypical. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. And Stephanie, again, sister, please feel free to call in. The Truth Talk and text line is 833-212-1017. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, your guest host, DT. We will be back. <laughs> 